and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and I've got Sharpie and Steve. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. How's it going? It's going well. Everything going all right with you? Just peachy keen. Peachy peachy. Not in Georgia. Mm. All right, Steve. Speaking to your 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 uh, speaking my lingo domicile. (laughs) Steve, how you doing? I, I am doing very well. We have a some really good Disney news, like a ton of awesome Disney news. I have, of course, the short stories, but I'm happy. I'm fine with that. Um, Things are starting to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, up. it's nice to have some new news um, rather than sorry, everything's still closed. Yes. Sorry, still closed. <laughs> and it's not even so much that sorry, it's closed. It's sorry that things haven't opened up any much more than they did almost a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get started. Sharpie, you're going to go first, followed by Steve, okay. and I will follow after that, and we'll just kind of go around in circles. So I, in my opinion, one of the biggest announcements is the Disney After Hours Boo Bash. Now, this is not a replacement of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. That wink, wink, nod, nod is also a replacement for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. It's not out and out outright a replacement. Uh, it is kind of a adapted event. Uh, the moment I read more about this, I immediately thought back to the villains after hours event. Yeah. That's exactly what this kind of reminds me of. So, so if you're if you're used to going to to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, you know that that the uh, the Boo to You Parade and the uh, the Hallowishes fireworks spectacular was really one of the highlights of the entire thing. Yes, uh, for me, the other other big highlight of of Mickey's not so scary was seeing all of the characters in their Halloween costumes. I thought that was a very, very cool feature of it, of course, but you also had your, your trick or treat trails yeah, uh, and all sorts of different stuff available. So some of that is going to be coming through yes. with the Disney after hours boo bash. Uh, so you're going to ha- have some of that. Uh, you're going to have some characters lurking about the parks with some uh, some some you, you, you'll have some character sightings, not necessarily meet and greets. Uh, but Dr. Facilier, uh, Captain Barbosa, Goofy and Chippendale. Hmm. But you'll also have one of my favorites from Mickey's Not So Scary is the Cadaver Dance. OK, making a special uh, like comeback them. from the dead performance uh to to perform at the boo bash so this is going to be august 10th through the 31st so once again kind of the same time frame one area of difference is the the time of the event uh you'll be able to have access to magic kingdom as early as 7 p.m but the start time for the events will be a little bit different uh, there are going to be some dates that that have a little bit of an earlier start time, some dates that have a little bit later of a start time. Uh, but th- so it will be essentially from 9 p.m. until midnight until midnight. 
Some nights will be 9.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. Uh, so do that little, little bit of a half hour adjustment there. Uh, but it, it begins August 10th. Uh, tickets will go on sale in June of 2021. But they didn't make too much more of an announcement than that. Okay. So you'll be able to get in at 7 p.m. So as, as early as 7 p.m. on the day of your boobash. Uh, and there will be, uh, attractions open, not quite as many as what you would typically have. Uh, there'll be about 20 attractions open and included in that will be the haunted mansion, of course. Uh, but space mountain, seven dwarfs, mine train, but there will also be themed food and beverages available for purchase. But the park will also be decked out like it usually kind of is for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Mm-hmm. So there'll be special decor, different lighting, lighting effects, uh, different music and more. Uh, one cool thing that I think is definitely worth noting is that guests, young and old, will also be able to wear their costumes. Uh, as if you're a, a longtime Disney fan, you know that Disney has a no costume policy. Uh where typically uh, the age of eight, usually the age of 14, you, you can't uh, dress up in a costume, but for the party, you can dress up. Um, costume masks are not permitted for adults. Face masks will probably still be required. Um, but, you know, costume masks. But if you make your face mask a costume mask, guess what? You can wear it. Uh, but yeah, so if you're 14, children 14, younger than 14, uh, can still wear their masks, though. But 14 okay. and over cannot wear their masks. They're, they're Halloween masks. Correct. They're, right. they're, they're, they're full yes. Halloween costume face mask. But all guests, of course, will be required to wear an approved yes. face mask or a face covering. Yes. It's so confusing now with so many, it is so, so many masks. We are talking about masks in many different <laughs> formats, but yeah. But uh, yeah, like I said, it reminds me a lot of the, the villains after hours Yes, with, with like maybe just like a hint of not so scary Halloween party thrown in there. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'm really glad they're bringing it back because this is the type of stuff that Disney fans miss most is all of the special, special things, special seasons, because it, it just, it's just so much fun, but there will be character cavalcades, uh, kind of like there are normally, but they will be Halloween themed. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see I can't wait prices. for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party to come back fully. Yes. But I'm glad they're doing this at least. Yeah. Cause so they stayed away from parades uh, to reduce crowds and they stayed away from fireworks for crowds. So maybe, maybe that'll come back by the time Christmas time is around and those special ticket events happen. I, I don't know. So they're slowly getting their feet wet and getting it back. There's no dance parties. I know Lauren loves the dance parties. Uh, cause they don't want the crowds there, uh, as well. So they're just doing what they can do to, uh, keep people still distant, social, socially distanced, uh, and still have the event. So it's kind of like the after hours events that they were doing, but with a Halloween theme. Yeah. 
It sounds like it. So it'll all come down to, I mean, I definitely it's like a three hour thing. So those extra two hours when you get there early to ride some rides is, is key. I think that oh. it's a big value add yeah. to get into the park. Very important without requiring a different. Yeah. Uh, park ticket. Yeah. Cause it's, I don't know if it'd be worth it for three hours for me, no matter what the price is. So yeah. All right. So are we moving on, Lisa? Yes, we're going to move on, and you're going to move us there. Oh, I have a huge story. Uh-oh. Huge! This is big. This is... Um, How big is your story, Steve? I think we're all going to tackle this one. So Disney has a, a fifth cruise line, a cruise ship coming out for uh, Disney Cruise Line. Uh, they announced these a long time ago, but now it's finally here. It seemed like so long ago. It's all like a dream. And now it's almost here. So it's like, summer... It's like Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Oh, you're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think... <laughs> I led you right into that. Yes. My, my bad. Mm-hmm. Is it is it any wonder, Lisa? It is. I Whoa. wish you would stop. Oh, so many. So. <laughs> See, sometimes you don't even you don't even realize you're doing it, and then before you know it, you've got caught. You've been you've been wrapped up in a sharpie trap yeah so uh-huh. if for, yeah. Those, for those of you who don't know they're they're making puns of the disney cruise line ship names so oh so, who wouldn't know uh, i don't know someone who maybe they haven't been on our the, mouse chat the, listeners the fantasy, know. the fantasy is a disney ship the magic the wonder the dream, uh, the dream and now the wish Woo-hoo. so the disney wish uh is going to set sail summer of 2022 so that's a, just in one year, they'll be sailing. Um, they're actually, you can actually start booking. Uh, it says May of 21. So that, that's uh, uh, this month. So if you want to book, the way Disney Cruise Line works is if you book earlier, you get the uh, best prices and the best availability choices of rooms. Uh, as they get closer, the prices go up. So and the, the, the inaugural sailing will sell out in 24 hours. Yeah. Oh, I don't even give it that. Yeah. I mean, it, it will be sold out. I think the inaugural will go in about four to six hours. It could. It so, is so long anticipated. Yes. So let's go through some of the cool features. Hey, these are actually on the, our Pixie Vacations page. There's a, uh, if you just go to our Pixie Vacation page or just type into Google Pixie Vacation and Disney Wish, it'll come up and there's uh, photos of everything, artist renditions and all the features that they're going to have. Um, so one of the things I'll start with the first one and then I'll let you guys chime in is they have an aqua duck, which is kind of like a roller coaster on some, on some of the other uh, Disney cruise ships. So they have the aqua, is it the aqua mouse? Aqua mouse. Yes, there we go. The aqua mouse on this one, which is similar, but as Sharpie uh, pointed out, it, it uh, actually has a lift. So it like jets you up. And it has, um, they, they're calling it like the first attraction at sea. So, you know, I'm sure it, I can see from the artist rendition, like there's maybe some movie screens that are in, built in. And I'm sure there's all kinds of lighting effects and sound effects and um, different little Disney cutouts and things where, where they don't have to like have a full animatronic probably that they need to take care of. So I'm, I'm sure it'll be cool. And even at night, it'll have a, some real cool effects. So that that looks uh, pretty exciting. It's uh, as I'm, I am the uh, master of uh, gallons of water in pools. The, uh, the total length of the tubes on the uh, aqua mouse is 760 feet. 
I was going to bring that up oh, because well, I looked go. it up too. Good job. I knew you were all about that. How many gallons of water will it run, Steve? I, I don't know that yet. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to find out. But you will find out. But um, do you guys want to cover some of the other stuff? Do you want to go go through it? I don't know how you guys want Here is one thing that I was a little surprised by. Yes. It will have six pools. Wow, that does sound amazing. Six pools. How many of those are going to be adult only? Well, the quiet. I would probably say at least two of them will be adult only. Quiet Cove area. Yeah. They yeah. will have a, an adult only area, and that's going to uh, include your Cove Cafe. Steve. So it has a, a features a luxurious infinity pool in the uh, quiet cove, poolside bar and chic cafe. I wonder how well an infinity pool works on a cruise ship. I just uh, have to say that. We'll have to see. So, and then the, uh, they have a little kids area. Usually on the other ships, it was like Nemo themed, I think on some of them. Oh, and the so, splashy zone. Yeah. The little splashy zone is a toy story theme. So that'll be cute. For the toddlers. Um, there will be a fully enclosed sports arena. Oh, yeah. That'll be cool. I was looking at some of the restaurants. Oh, the Marvel's themed restaurant. Worlds of Marvel. The first Marvel cinematic yep. dining adventure. That alone is a huge draw. Huge draw. It's It's a character dining, essentially. Dinner and a show. Yeah. Yep. And they're doing the same thing with Frozen. They have an Arendelle Frozen dining adventure. It's theatrical dining experience. Now, come on. People don't go on a cruise ship to have frozen food. Well, this is true. It looks like a 360 dining experience from what I can see. I'm smacking my forehead for Lauren. <laughs> you know what Case I mean? palms. It looks like, you know, like the stage is in the center. Yeah, so there's not a bad seat in the house. And then everybody's around the circular stage is the, how the Arendelle Frozen Dining Adventure looks. And then there's a 1923, which is kind of your classy, elegant uh, Disney restaurant, which, uh, you know, pays homage to the uh, Walt Disney Company when it was founded. 1923. I didn't know it was lost. So that looks cool. So, so I do like the... the Thank you, Sharpie. Uh, I'm not even... Steve's not even going to acknowledge that one, but I'll, I'll give it to you, Lisa. That was a good one. They did the Thanks. same thing where kind of the uh, daytime family show areas turn into like the nighttime district areas. At yeah, night. they get more um, use out of the space that they have. So they have the Disney theater. theater. They have Luna. Uh, let's see here. Well, again, adult. Maybe that's the actual name of the district where all the entertainment uh, places are. There's the Disney theater that they've had before. Uh, they, they have two cinemas, the Wonderland and Neverland cinemas, which are always great because you can always see first-rate, uh, first-run films. Are we going to have anything new as far as Star Wars? Uh, they do have Marvel and Star Wars in the kids' area. And they have yes. the, the, oh. I know you're getting there. I'm getting there. I have to scroll down. There's so many things. Geez, Steve. Do you want to do it, Sharpie? It's the Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge. Yes. It's designed to look like a luxury spaceship. Uh, so it will be serving space-themed drinks. Uh, I, I, if, if I were 
to put two and two together, I would say it will probably be a lot like Oga's Cantina over at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. I think but, that's it. I'll take that bet. Yeah. 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 So that looks cool with different space themes. Uh, it, the, it, the artist rendition over at the Pixie Vacation page looks really nice. It, look, it, it looks like a high end, uh, you know, gold tones and gray. It looks and, like it's a bar in space. Yes. You've got a nice and you, space. You'll view. also have views of uh, all of the Star Wars locales. Mm. So be looking out into the the yeah. distance to Tatooine. It would be cool if they, uh, the little cruiser from uh, Hollywood Studios from the original Star Tours, like went zooming by. That would be fun. You know, Maybe, kinda, you know that, what? We don't even know. It's kind, of that, been there. it's kind of that boxy shaped It could happen. Thing. Maybe, maybe that'll happen. It mm-hmm. could happen. So with the Kids Club, it's kind of a, a newly imagined Oceaneers Club, which is where the kids play. Yep. Uh, you already mentioned Star Wars and Marvel. You're going to have princesses, of course. Fairy tale Hall. Mm-hmm. And you're also going to have, and I wish... They would let me do this, but you're going to have a new virtual roller coaster experience that the kids can create and experience. Oh, I remember that. It's only. That was the coolest ride at Disney Quest. That was at Epcot. They had one at Epcot. Yeah. It was sponsored by Raytheon. Oh. You know way too much, Sharpie. I know. Well, Disney Quest. You go in, you're like, who is Raytheon? And then, of course, you had to Google it. Yeah. And then some lady walks up and says, hi, I'm Raytheon. Yes. Yes. Well, Disney Quest, they had the thing you get to pick all the different sections of track and it would piece it together. And then you got in the big red ball thing. Yeah. And then it would would spin you all around with the thing in front of you. Those were awesome. And you would just make it as crazy as you could. The whole coaster, like loop, another loop, another loop. Well, it's been a while since we've talked about the new cruises in, in depth or the cruise lines. And just in case you guys forgot, originally two new ships were announced, but since uh, we have four now, we, uh, uh, and then two more additional, well, they made it three more additional. So now by 2025, Disney Cruise Line will have seven vessels on the water. Wow. Three new ships in the next four years. How exciting is that? There's so much so stuff. Here's the question. Will they, re- will they retire the magic and the wonder? I don't think they're old enough. I love those ships. I do too. And, and the newer ships, this new ship, the wish it is a comparable size to the fantasy and dream. So it is a, a larger um, size. So, yeah. So if you're interested in booking calls, cause there's so much more, I mean, they still, there's the, the Apollo steakhouse. There's a new, Oh another, yeah. The new steakhouse. There's a new, uh, Enchanted uh, restaurant. Enchanté. Um, the Rose is the <laughs> lounge between the two. They have suites on the new uh, ship that are two-story, amazing suites. Like crazy. Um, beautiful, beautiful suites. So if you want a really uh, outstanding room, they have them finally on this ship. Are we still going to have fireworks at sea? Yes. <laughs> so Pirate I would say Disney Hallmark. Yeah, and they haven't even announced everything, um, but that's kind of where it starts. And then they have um, different booking dates based on like your level of of status. So you can start booking the ship uh, May seventeenth, which is uh, Monday if you're a platinum level. Tuesday the eighteenth if you are 
uh oh that's platinum with yeah you have 25. a couple of platinum levels yeah that's 25 or or more sailings under your belt uh tuesday the 18th is platinum with 20 or more sailings under your belt wednesday the 19th is platinum 15 or more sailings uh the 20th is just regular platinum and then uh monday is gold anyways and then booking booking for all guests is uh may 27th so we do you think it'll that. make it to all guest booking or do you think it will sell out to the well, some of the popular Cast ones. Club. I, th- I think the uh, inaugural is going to sell out. Yeah. But I don't think everything will. That'd be kind of cool, but no. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it looks amazing. They do a great job with their ships. Sharpie and I were talking about it before. We, uh, the the look of the classic cruise liner, um, you know, that just nostalgic look is what I like. They They don't look like Vegas. They're not over the top. No, they're they're very classic. Mm-hmm. The lobby, the lobby or whatever they call it, uh, looks amazing. As Cinderella as their main statue, each one has a different character in the lobby. Okay, I have a quiz for you guys. Uh huh. Oh, uh, which is who's at the front of the ship? Who's on the bow? Oh, I have no idea. Minnie. Is it Minnie Mouse on yeah, the bow? Captain Minnie. I missed all this. Oh yeah, she was on the video. Mm-hmm. Mm. And who's on the butt? I didn't see that piece of the video either. Rapunzel. Good thing Sharpie She's was painting. there. She's painting. Yep. Yeah, they do it. The ships are so cool. Yeah. I, I do another, like another bit of trivia. The uh, the Disney Magic. So the first ship that Disney launched will turn 23 this summer. Wow. Really? Do you think that's too old to be sailing? I, I mean, I've I've been on the Wonder recently. No, it wasn't the magic, and and they they do a great job in keeping them fresh. Yeah, like when I go on, I've never really felt like, oh man, the ship um, needs an update. They and I like I, I, they're slightly smaller, or I, they're maybe I like that size of the ship. I feel I don't know. It's a little cozier. It is, um, and the Disney ships that are big, at least they make smaller areas, so they don't feel that that big. Um, but sometimes I do like the magic and the wonder. They're just, and they're not tiny. They're just not, you know, they're they're not from the era of the giant cruise ships, um, where they have 6,000 people or whatever on them. So I like, I like, uh, all the ships are nice. They have pluses and minuses. So, all right. So that's, that's my long story, the Disney wish. So that's something to look forward to summer of 2022. If you want to book it, have something to, to look forward to uh you can start uh the end of this month and just get with us all right well i'm going to stick with the cruising theme and talk about some information that the cdc has put out regarding cruising and the cdc center for disease control and prevention they're going to start allowing cruise ships to sail in u.s waters starting sunday sunday um, so it, they're well, all in July. Is that right? Well, no, they get to do test runs. Oh, test runs. I'm right. Sorry. They're non, I'm, I'm not done. Oh, okay. I got you all confused. Yes, you did. Let the lady finish, Steve. <laughs> Gosh, geez. So there are many phases to this whole getting the, the ships loaded with passengers. And the, the first one, uh, it, it starts off very easily where they work through a lot of their procedures. And they're checking the 
their approach to safety and their their way of handling situations and and their first ones will be imaginary. So they're going to run through drills and such. Okay. So they're going to do that. They're going to make sure that training staff and getting the ships yes, ready and all that. The, yeah, making sure that they can do their job with the new protocols that are going to be in place. Um, they're going to be simulation sailings designed to show that the the crew and the ship that, that everyone's in compliance with the the new CDC standards, and that they can mitigate the spread of COVID nineteen when uh, passengers are on board. So let's see what else. Um, they're going to have to demonstrate adherence to testing and quarantine and isolation and social distancing requirements to protect all the crew members while they um, build the the laboratory capacity needed to test crew and future passengers. And let's see, we also have, um, <laughs> sorry, I just got wet nosed by the dog. Um, she just took a drink. Um, then they have to successfully conduct a simulated voyage or a series of simulated voyages demonstrating that the ship the operator is has the ability to mitigate the risks on board the ship, and then you have. Um, let's go to one part. So well, so the for guests, I think the key date is they're going to hopefully restart cruises mid July of twenty twenty one. So hopefully that's when they hopefully will have all the testing done and all these test sales and smaller uh, sales with actual guests. And then if, if the cruise lines want, they're allowed to start sailing uh, mid-July of this year. So that should be good news to hopefully get some summer sailing in for everybody. They have different stages of and, and different requirements for having crew and passengers vaccinated versus tested. A certain percent doesn't have to be vaccinated. And this is still in discussion. Some people like that idea and some people don't. So we'll, it's still, it's all still pending. So we'll see. Yeah. So at least it's in the works. It's moving in the right direction and we should hopefully see cruising resume from us. Um, there are some cruises going out of uh, Caribbean islands now. Um, that we can book. Well, and Disney Cruise Line is catering to uh, European guests. So yep. that's going to There's cruising. Okay. Um, you just have to find it. You really do. Um, but sailing out of U.S. ports, that's going to be a little bit longer. All right. Who's up? Sharpie. So are you ready to blast off, Lisa? Okay. You're ready to board your own star cruiser? I am. I am indeed. 2022. You'll be able to do that. Uh, Disney has released additional details on the star cruiser. Are we calling it a hotel? Uh, it's an experience. I don't know if you would call it a hotel. Because it's kind of like a hotel. Kind of like a. So it's kind of like a resort. Two-day stay hotel. 
it's kind of like uh, an all immersive adventure, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe. So it is, in fact, a Star Wars themed luxury hotel. If you've have somehow been under a rock and haven't heard about the development of this, but it is currently being built uh, near Disney's Hollywood Studios. And there will be some unique access points uh, to uh, Galaxy's Edge at the back of the park. You'll be able to stay for two nights. That's the duration. Hmm. So can you book back to back? I'm sure you could. Yeah, but I'm sure it's like the same. You know, it's like going to see the same movie again. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, I'm sure yep. it will be the same. It's like the same over. experience. So once you have that experience, I don't know if, you know, how surprised you would be of the cool things that happen again, I guess. So. so when you arrive, you will arrive in a launch pod at the terminal. Uh, so you will enter your launch pod, then you will jump to hyperspace and rendezvous with the Halcyon Cruiser. I'm Interesting. Huh. I'm so doing this. So in the atrium, uh, that is kind of where there will be a, a welcoming place uh, where you'll be introduced to crew and passengers. Um so my here here's kind of my question. Mm-hmm. If it's a two night stay, will you arrive at this on the same day with all other guests in the hotel for a two day adventure? That's what I'm envis- or, I'm envisioning. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm envisioning this is like a theater production. Yep. And everybody arrives and there's some big arrival thing and then something goes wrong. And then, you know, it's like this whole scripted adventure. So once you've done it, I feel like you, you know, I think it is a one and done. I feel it's like you, you're going through this, this stage production where you're part of the, of so, the cast. so you don't think that your, your two night stay would overlap my two night stay and you're there Monday, Tuesday, I'm there Tuesday, Wednesday. You think everyone, you think it'll be on like a, a, a defined check-in date. I feel, I feel like. If it's, if it's like this big production with, with things happening to everybody at the same time, then yes. But if it's just. Actually, if it is just a two day thing, what happens on day one would simply happen on day two for alternate guests. You know, if they have different check-in dates, um, you could work at Sharpie's way. Yeah. I mean, my thing is. Seven is not divisible by two. Yeah. I feel, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel so, yeah, like so it seems like it must be continuous. I, f- I also feel like yeah, I it's, it's a small resort, so they would utilize the same space for multiple activities. So if, if people were arriving at, you know, you couldn't have people would see the lobby arrival scene again if they, you know what I mean? They, and they probably need that space to do some other activity on day two because they don't have a lot of space. Yeah, that, I, that's I I, I'm I'm very fascinated by it. But then you can also visit the bridge. Yep. Uh, so you can operate the ship's navigation and defense systems, mm. uh, of course, under the guidance of the crew. You don't want to crash the place. That's right. Um, 
then of course you will have exclusive access to different amenities and different experiences. Like you'll be able to wield a lightsaber. Uh, so they will teach you the traditional art of wielding a lightsaber and then they will test mm. your skills. Did you see the new I lightsaber? The, they have a new one. Did they're you see? really cool. It looks like it actually comes up. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if it's, I saw that. I don't know how they're doing that. That looks pretty cool. It like retracts. I know. So I wonder if that'll be ready. Yeah. By 2022. So, so they got the lightsaber. What else? One of the coolest things for me are the guest cabins, the passenger cabins. Mm -hmm. So each cabin will have its own window out into space. Uh, And then you, of course you will be able to uh, view other ships and other galactic sites. Um, I I think the guest rooms are going to be one of the coolest things about the whole experience. Because I'm kind of a sucker for a really, really awesome hotel room. But there's also the Sublight Lounge. So you can uh, sip a drink in the stylish lounge. Uh, It's a warm and inviting retreat for passengers of all ages. So while while you will have a lounge atmosphere, families are welcome. And then... uh, Corellia, the crown of Corellia dining room, mm-hmm. uh, will be your upscale first class cuisine dining location at the resort, at the hotel, aboard the Star Cruiser. So many, so many different things that we I have yet know. to discover about this. No, I'm doubting. And then, of course, much, you yeah. can take an excursion out to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. I don't know, Sharpie. No, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be themed or because who's going to want to sit in there for two days? You know what I mean? Oh, they're like, they're going to keep you busy. There's going to be themed entertainment. I mean, like. It's a 48 hour show. Exactly. Yeah. This is essentially like Disney Cruise Line on land. Yes. Yes. That, that, that's kind of how I'm thinking of it is because there will be. I think there'll be shows, there'll be entertainment, there'll be like little missions and adventures and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that's how I envision it. But then I was thinking like, so you definitely want to plan it differently where you you don't have a park day, maybe. You know what I mean? If there's. Yeah, I mean, essentially, that is your park day. Yeah. You would probably want to go in to Galaxy's Edge just to. Yeah. Bring that whole experience alive. Yeah. But. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm excited. The price point rumors from years ago were were expensive, but they weren't as crazy as I had thought. So we'll see. You know, so many things have changed since then. You so, remember what the yeah, pricing it, was? It's rumored that a two night three a three two night three day stay will be around thirty three hundred dollars per person. Uh, so if you think about. Uh, a cabin of five passengers. Wow. You're looking at about a $7,200 stay. Well, 3,300 per person. That's quite in line. Well, it's it's even exceeding adventures by Disney pricing. So that's like 12, that's like $13,000 for a family of four. Is that right? Uh, A cabin with five passengers would be 7,200 roughly. So how much is it per person? So it's seventy two hundred for five. Rough, roughly four hundred and eighty dollars per person per day. Okay, is is what the rumored price price range 
currently is. All right. So, so, so just, just generally think 450 to 500 per person per day. And that's what, that's is what it, you're going to be spending to and it's, okay. and it's, and it's a, a two night, three day stay. And it's counted as a three day. So it's $1,500 per person for the, for the thing. C- correct. Oh, okay. I thought it was 3,500. Okay. So 1,500 per person. Okay. So that is in line with ABD pricing. Yeah. So 1,500 family of four, six grand, still pricey for a short trip. Yeah. But you're still, you have no idea what they're going to include. Yeah. Um, so it, it depends. There, you can't even speculate. Yeah. So, it, it, so, and it's, it's, it's very small. When I remember like 60 some odd rooms or something, I when I a long time ago. So I think it was under 70 rooms. So, yeah. So it's very highly sought after, very small spaceship. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it's looking like about 64 rooms total. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tiny. So there's, there's going to be huge demand for that. So we'll have to see. Maybe we'll go without the kid. So here's the question. Yeah. If you are, if you're a diehard star Wars fan, is this a one and done or is this? Well, it's a, it sounds experience thing. I think for some, it's going to be a multiple experience thing because you have those that are going to want to catch the details, you know, that they missed the first time. Yeah. Because it's like watching a movie. You miss details. And especially if it's live all around you. Yeah. And if they give you different roles to play, I, I don't think it's a one and done for everyone. It definitely will be for some though. Yeah, it depends. Like how many times did I see Cirque du Soleil? But um when it was at Disney. But also like uh Pandora Flight of Passage. Like you do it and then you take your friend. Like but you know, if you can afford to do this, because just watching someone's experience it for the experiencing it for the first time is, is awesome. Well, it's like bringing someone on rise of the resistance. Again. Yeah. Oh, I haven't been on that yet. See, so that's, you'll, you'll get that. I'll get to bring you. Yeah. You'll get to bring me on rise of the resistance. Cause I remember taking people on pan on a uh, flight of passage for the first time during the media event. And you're like, have you been on this yet? And they're like, no. And you're like, Oh my God, you're going to love it. <laughs> it's so awesome. You're awful. That was so good. So hopefully. <laughs> I yeah. think it actually is going to be just under a hundred rooms. Yeah. It's, it's tiny. When I remember seeing blueprints years, years ago, um, it's very small. So, yeah, I mean, but at that price point, would I do it twice? Probably not for me, no matter how good it is. It's just too expensive. And, you know, and then you're like, Oh, here's the part where this blows up. So I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. So well, now you ruined it for me. Yeah. Now I know it blows up. It blows up and that's a certain thing. Don't push the red button. <laughs> don't pull the rope that says don't pull the rope. Anyway. All right. Who's next, Lisa? Um, so that was officially Star Cruiser, so you're next. The Star Cruiser. Oh, valet's coming back. Woo-hoo. You got a car, you're going to Disney. You don't want to self park. For all those valet girls. Yeah, for all those valet oh girls. Oh my god. <laughs> Here's the, here's the, my car. That's right. It used to be, this is so ridiculous. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Nobody, nobody even remembers the eighties and nineties anymore. Totally. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So I used to work at the Grand Floridian and I was a valet 
And back in the day, you could park, you could self park or valet, and they were both free. You could valet. You would be like, do you want a valet? And they're like, no, no, no. And you're like, it's free. And they're like, okay. So talking right yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah it was, was free. Fun. You know how much it is now? I can't even imagine that this is it's right. Like 32 a day. I was going to yeah. say 32. Yeah, $33. $33. It went from free to $33. They got to do something somewhere. 33 bucks. Now, if you if you got a handicap sticker or whatever, I th- I believe they they still park them for free courtesy. Um, well, that was their policy pre-COVID. Yeah. So hopefully that. Just yeah. Resumes. So that's, so that's the same. Um, so yeah, so Valley's coming back. We don't have a date yet. It's, it's just as, as more resorts are opening, uh, in, in the coming months that it will, it'll, that service will definitely be coming back. So, um, yeah, 33 a day. If you want to Valley park at the, uh, resorts that have it, uh, then you can do that. Wow. 33 bucks. A night or a that's day. A, gosh. Actually it is by night. I don't, I don't even, that's out of my price range, but anyway. All right. Who's next? Well, maybe, maybe you need to go back. Yeah. Well, and even as to Disney a, and start working again. As a valet, you don't get the 33 bucks though. No. So. But maybe you can try your hand as. It was tough because it was free and then still you wouldn't get a tip or you get like a buck when you brought it around and it was free. So when you're paying $33 and the guy runs all the way out there in the rain and gets the car and brings it back, it's even harder to tip that guy. How much would you tip? Uh, I would tip at least five bucks, but see, I mean, you would get a couple bucks to five bucks to sometimes 10 or more back in uh, 1990 when I worked there and the price of things have gone up a lot. Yeah. From free to $33. So you know, and then you don't get anything to park it. Usually they don't, you know, people usually don't leave you money to park it. So those you're getting nothing on. So you're hoping to get something on the way, way back. And, and, and inevitably you're always running out there in some ridiculous uh, thunderstorm way out to get the car in the rain and lightning and to pull it around for them. But yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> Sounds like it. It was all right. It was all right. I mean, it was great when I was that age. It was a good, it was a great job for when it, when I was there. So hopefully these guys are still getting good tips. You know where I would not want to work as a valet mm. at the boardwalk. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, it's really, they yeah, it's run horrible. their butts off. Yeah. It's way out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like they have to run. Yeah. Well, we would run out to the, in the grand Floridian, but at least it wasn't that it was, it was still a ways, but it wasn't as far as the boardwalk. The boardwalk is ridiculous. Yeah, the boardwalk has some of the most inconvenient parking yeah, it's like of way any over. Disney resort. Yes. Yeah, all the parking at the boardwalk is, is forever away. Yeah, so that's no fun. And the rain and the lightning, or just any day, in the heat, and the cold, it's just awful. So, yeah, those guys, hope oh, maybe they get part of that 33 bucks, but I don't know. I doubt it. So they probably work for very little plus tips. So, anyways, it's coming back. Okay. All right. So that's not the only thing that's coming back. Um, Walt Disney World is opening a lot more of their stores, restaurants, everything, hotels. And so when you need more people, you call people back 
And what they're also calling back, as far as their cast members, is they're opening up the Disney college program. Oh, again. the kids are excited. I've seen them posting on TikTok. They're like crying. <laughs> the college program's going back. They're like so excited to be going back to the college program. So what they're doing is because so many people, anyone that was on the program when COVID hit, their program was cut short. And I guess I should take a couple steps back that, and explain what the college program is. It is a, a learning opportunity for college kids, air quote, to experience the, the wonder and the management and the, the heritage of, of Disney. And um, they get to work on a, on a short-term basis. It's a semester at a time. And essentially, they break it into three semesters, um, your fall semester, spring semester, and then summer semester. And you get to do jobs. And usually there, well, when I did it, there were five categories. It was resort, janitorial, food and beverage, merchandise and attractions. So you had those five. And I don't know if they still have those five or Yeah, I guess so. And then I, you have that the pretty much covers everything. Then you have the internationals which aren't aren't back yet. Yeah, they're going to be a separate segment. Yeah. So they work over at Epcot in the World Showcase pavilions. Are you trying to jump on my story again? No, I'm just helping you out here. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. He is walking all over you, Lisa. Mhm. <sighs> So anyway, they are inviting the participants back who ended their program early due to um, everything closing and COVID. And so they're being, uh, they're not necessarily guaranteed a job, but they get to apply again. So usually you apply and you're done. or I mean, you, you do it once and you're done. So this didn't count. Um, they're also opening it up to everyone else as a... Um, as an opportunity to apply for the Disney program, um, the college program. And uh, they have simplified the application process, which is good. And they've modified the eligibility requirements. So what's interesting is if you hope you were hoping to do the college program while you were still in college, but somehow along the line during COVID you graduated, you're still eligible to apply. Uh, even though you're a college grad, which I think is great news. That's fair because it would definitely make me feel bad if I didn't get in just because I graduated. Um, the as Steve was mentioning, the Disney International programs are not yet in place. They're not recalling the internationals yet. And I didn't even realize this was a program, but the Disney Culinary Program, that's going to be later as well as those that did their college program at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. So it'll come, but just not right now. Um, let's see. Oh, what's interesting or kind of fun for the, the next batch that's going in is Vista Way is not going to be where they stay. That's That goes back to, to our day back in the 90s, probably even earlier. Yeah. And um, they have a new housing complex for the college program participants and it's the Flamingo Crossing Village and this batch will be the first ones to to call this this new complex their home kind of cool the whole Dis the the Disney College program is 
for me a highlight. It just, it reignited my love of Disney. Um, the flame still burns. And, you know, that brought us into Pixie. It just, it literally changed my life. And I am forever grateful. I needed tissue. Ah, the college program. Just the way we're going to have to go chain so, ourselves to a and tree. And you moved there, like you moved to Orlando from Chicago, right? Yes. Because like you were going to college in the Chicago area. Yeah. Yes. I went to Northern yep. Illinois University, mm -hmm. which is in Northern Illinois, um, the Calb. And I did go on the spring program. So I went in January. I did half a year, which meant I paid half a year on my apartment and not hadn't been there. Um, that was kind of stinky. And then I extended into the summer and then I went back to college, finished off and then moved to Orlando. And it was kind of. I, I had a lot of premonition on this whole thing. Um, the same time I was faced with the opportunity to do the college program in Orlando, I was also given the opportunity to student teach in Australia. And so they were two big, big choices. I had to do one or the other. I couldn't do both. And I knew whichever one I did, it, it would, I would fall in love and it would be what I needed to do. And my decision was 100% based on my parents are more likely to visit me in Orlando than Australia. So <laughs> it was all about mom and dad. Um, well, yeah. did they? Uh, they did. Well, I didn't go to Australia, but um, yeah, well, they, yeah, they did visit in Orlando. Yes, indeed. Especially since I ended up moving there. As predicted. Yeah. So, Sharpie, you, you missed out on the college program. Yeah, I did. You would have had fun. I didn't. didn't I didn't fall in love with. Didn't fall in love with Disney until, until after after college. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fun, um, because you know at the time that was Vista Way was the the only place, and it was for for those times it was nice. I mean, it, it, you know, it's no longer. I I think I saw. I think I remember seeing pictures of this new Flamingo Crossing thing, and it was it's like amazing. It was super, yeah, it's like it's, luxury apartments. Yeah, it's so nice. Like with, you know, gyms and all kinds of amenities. Um, no, our our uh, Vista Way was pretty meek. Uh, you know, there were swimming pools and and I and do remember I remember going to the pool once. Yeah, I think I went to the pool once. And there might have it been was so hot. Two pools. <laughs> Must have been in the summer. And then the bus stop to take you. I mean, the only thing that was not it was right across the street from Pleasure Island. Um, so that was a perfect happening location. So that was nice. And, and all that cool stuff was in the, uh, uh, Goodings shopping center there with jungle gyms and. Oh, I miss jungle gyms. Yeah. They had a lot of cool restaurants. I remember and, their peanut butter bacon burger. Oh yeah. And lots of amazing drinks. Wow. So, yeah. So it was cool. It was, um, and you got lots of, uh, of, uh, cast member discounts and they do stuff for cast members at Disney with tickets and special events and so you find a group of people and if you love disney it's just nonstop fun so so yeah college program coming back yep all right we are going back to sharpie back to me what you got sharpie 
Is there one left? I have. I still have one left. Are you, you are you talking about the new discount? Oh yeah, there's the discount. Oh gosh, I totally forgot about it. I've got. Go, one. go ahead and do something else while right, I. Right. Okay, up. Steve, you're gonna go next. All right. So Disneyland, which is now open to California residents, uh, over in California, uh, one of the hotels just announced that they're going to be opening again. Uh, we we did cover uh, Grand Californian opening, so now Paradise Pier, which is kind of their more entry level, even though the price is not entry level, hotel will be opening June fifteenth of this year. So Paradise Pier, um, it's right across from uh, California Adventure. You can see some of it from there. Also, a couple of the other resort restaurants over at Grand California have opening dates. So May 28th for Napa Rose and also for Storyteller Cafe uh, is also May 28th. And the Disneyland Hotel um, is not open yet, and we don't have dates for that. So, yeah, so if you want to go to Disneyland, you can get over to uh, Paradise Pier in well, uh, June. Don't you have to, do you have to be a California resident? Yes, I th- well, I guess so. I don't know how that works with the hotels. I guess not for the, for the hotels, but you probably have to for the parks. Yeah, I think you're right, but I'm not 100% on that. It's not like they aren't letting people in the hotels. But yeah, so hopefully, and then hopefully the uh, this will open up soon to uh, uh, people outside of California. I keep, I keep hearing rumors that... Um, that's going to happen. Well, it's going to happen eventually. So eventually it won't be a rumor. So get time to get back over to Disneyland. But until then, just go to Disney World. Okay. So if you do go back to Disney World. You have food. You, Steve. <laughs> they have all kinds of good food. Oh, my goodness. What are you going to do with them, Lisa? I don't know. I think I might have to whip them? them with a wet noodle. Good gracious. Food. So, yes, my story is about food options returning to Walt Disney World Resort. And one of the most beloved restaurants on property, Chef Mickey's at the uh, at Disney's Contemporary Resort, mm-hmm. they are not going to have their traditional buffet, but they're going to have an all-you-care-to-eat dinner uh, starring the Fab Five. So you're going to have your characters. You're not going to get to do the huggy-snuggy thing with the characters or the autograph thing just yet. They will be doing, um, you know, they'll like, stand behind you and you can do a selfie or you can kind of stand next to them without touching them, uh, wave hello. Um, so it's going to be limited on what kind of interaction you have with the characters, but they are going to be there. Uh-huh. Um, fab five, Steve pop quiz. Oh, that's the fabulous five. For those of you who don't know what fab is, cause it's a lot harder to just say the whole fab. thing. Since it's too long to say fabulous in 2021. So, um, so yeah, so that would be Mickey Mouse. Yes. Wow, you're dragging this on. Minnie Mouse. And then you have the ducks. And they're both mice, right? Yes, they are. They have a coaster, they have a train over at uh, Hollywood Studios that you can ride now. So, okay, Mickey Minnie's runaway. Yeah, they have, a, they have a railway over there. Okay. So, um, then you have the ducks, which are both Donald and Daisy. So that's uh, four of the Fab Five. And then it could either be one of the dogs. It could be Pluto or Goofy, but I would have to say it's Goofy um, and not Pluto. So that would be my, that would be my Fab Five. Is that the Fab Five that's at the Contemporary? Sharpie. Sharpie. That is the Fab Five. Oh, phew. Including you, Goofy. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the Fab Five. I I have not. I thought I thought the Fab Five. Was... Oh, she'd even know the. Fab no, five. no. My understanding is what? two dogs, two mice, and Donald. Daisy oh. is a sensational oh, is, six. Oh, is Daisy? Oh, you're probably right. I think Daisy's makes th- sensational. Six. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think there is no Daisy. And you and Sharpie both thought that well, was correct. Uh, Sharpie just. I always kind of thought they were the Fab Five. I always thought Donald and Daisy were in there. Maybe maybe I've been wrong all these years. You could be right. Now now none of us, now we all have to Google it. Okay. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto. So Daisy does not make it. Look, here they are right there. Sorry, Daisy. There you go. Get the cut. Well. Yeah, but she does make it into the Sensational Six. That makes sense. That does make sense. Well, there you go. I uh, threw an extra duck in there <laughs> when I didn't need to. But um, you should really goose him, Lisa. So, Ugh. so they have. So they're still there, and um, they kind of bring the food to your table now with the instead of whose the, story is this? I'm, I'm asking. Is that right? <laughs> is that how it works? Oh my. Um. So what they're doing is it's family style dinner. And so they bring all kinds of food plates to you. And if you know right off the bat that there's something on the menu that they're going to bring to you that you don't want, you can ask them not to bring it. Mm. And if you know that you want extra asparagus, you can ask them. So you can. No one with me had better ask for extra asparagus. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) What is that? What is that in the picture? Asparagus and trout or something? That I believe is salmon. A salmon. Yeah. So at Chef Mickey's, the dinner, dinner menu is going to have items for the entire family. You're going to start with little she- uh, with Chef Mickey's Caesar salads. Uh, you'll have a citrus poached shrimp salad, assorted breads, and then the main courses of gnocchi, roasted garlic potato gratin, plant-based Faro, wheat fried rice, prime rib, roasted turkey, and salmon. And then you have a different assortment of sweets to to finish off the meal. Mm. And then the little ones are going to have options such as their classic mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and turkey corn dog nuggets. Mm. Yeah. So that's what you're going to have over at Chef Mickey's for dinner. And uh, also, we're going to have... Cape May over at Disney's Beach Club Resort. They're going to reopen May 18th. And it's, uh, they serve dinner and breakfast, I guess breakfast and dinner. And the Minnie's Beach Bash character breakfast and the Seafood and More dinner buffet are not returning. So no buffet in the morning and no buffet at night. But what they're going to do is, again, you're going to see that all you care to enjoy family style breakfast menu and you'll start with pastries and you'll have omelet options, making mini waffles. And for dinner, you have things like a seafood seafood boil and that's going to have a variety of fresh seafood, the turf platter with steak and chicken. This is going to be... Um, it's going to go over really well with a lot of the pixies. They're going to have that lobster mac and cheese back. And uh, let me see. So the seafood boil is going to have mussels, peeling eat shrimp. It'll have clams and a sustainable catch of the day. And it will also have some red bliss potatoes and corn. There's one thing missing from this 
menu that is like the highlight and the entire thing that Cape May is known for, and that's the snow crab legs. They are no longer included in the seafood boil. However, if you want to get some snow crab legs, they are available, but you're going to pay $29 per pound to get those. You also have an optional um, or an option to get a whole steamed lobster, and that's going to be available for $35. This is on top of your dinner pricing of $42 for an adult and $25 for a kid. Uh, so that's going to cover dinner over there. Um, we talked about breakfast, the, the breads, the, um, they'll have mixed fruit. They'll have the waffles, pancakes, French toast, scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, potatoes, and beef hash. So this is all still however much you care to eat, all you care to enjoy. And uh, it's just brought to you. It's like family style. Well, it is. It's not like it is. <laughs> yeah. So it's family style versus buffet is what they've changed them to because. Yeah. They just played it for you and they bring it out. Yeah. And okay. I don't know which is going to be more wasteful, a buffet or. Or family style. Family style. I've got to think family you, style is more wasteful. Or all you care to enjoy. Yeah. So, all right. Okay, and, um, oh, Sharpie. Yeah. Guess, what, so, guess what else is opening? No, 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 no. What, what's opening? What's your favorite character meal? Oh, my favorite character meal is Tusker House. Yep, and it's opening too. It'll be a little later. It's going to reopen this summer, and it will have the, the modified character experience. And we'll still have the flavors of Africa. You can still get your photo with Donald and his friends. They'll be all dressed up in their safari best. And you're going to have your yummy food as well. So African-inspired fare. Uh, their breakfast is pretty classic. Uh, they do throw in a couple of African-layered dishes. Uh, but good stuff. Tusker House. I think we voted the best character dining experience on property for breakfast. I don't know if they're going to do lunch just yet, but I'm sure that'll come around. Hmm. All right. All right. Sharp Sharpie's got his thing. So now it's Sharpie's. Okay. I think these two stories are very related. Okay. And it's a story of capacity. Uh, so... A few date reminders as we go through here, but Disney has released a new promo, which is a room discount up to 25% off rooms at select Disney resort hotels for most nights, July 11th through September 29th. So, which is of course, middle of summer through very early fall. Uh, and the, it, it's kind of a, a, a scatter shot here, but a few reminders, uh, Disney's boardwalk Inn opens July 2nd, uh, Disney's beach club is opening later this month, May 30th, Disney's wilderness lodge reopens June 6th. So a few, a few quick reminders on those, uh, before I share the categories of room discounts. So deluxe villa resorts. The following Deluxe Villa Resorts have up to 25% off, and that's Boulder Ridge, 
which is, of course, at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Villas, only the rooms at Kadani Village, Disney's Boardwalk Villas, and then the Riviera Resort is 25% off, which is kind of shocking. I agree. It's I was very impressed to see that. Beautiful resort. However, that has a discount. Do you normally you do not see a discount at a new resort for what five years? It takes kind a while. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then 10% off at Disney's Bay Lake Tower, 10% off at Copper Creek Villas and Cabins, which is the newer section of DVC at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Uh, and then uh, the Polynesian, so the villas and bungalows, only discount on the studios right now, and that is a 10% discount. Uh, and then th hopping up to the deluxe uh, resorts, uh, Disney's Boardwalk Inn, 25% off, Disney's Contemporary Resort, 25% off, and Disney's Grand Floridian Resort, also 25% off. Uh, the next category is a 15% off discount, and that is Beach Club, Wilderness Lodge, and Yacht Club. And then Moderate Resorts, this was kind of surprising to me. Coronado Springs is offering a 20% discount. The cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort are offering a 20% discount. And then only a 10% off discount over at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. Kind of surprising. Normally, huh. you're going to see discounts at Coronado to be in excess of those at Caribbean Beach. But we're in COVID times, so who knows? Yeah, nothing um, has a pattern. No rhyme or reason. Right. Yep. Uh, and then Disney's Pop Century is 15% off. Uh, in the value category, of course, is also Disney's All-Star Movies at 10% off and then 20% off at the Family Suites over at Art of Animation. Uh, and then the campsites, another surprise. Normally, you do not see discounts at the campsites, uh, but 10% off discount over at the campsites at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. The new, new new discount that was released. And again, that is July 11th through September 29th. If you would like to book, drop Lauren at Pixie Vacations Align or me, Sharpie, at PixieVacations.com or Chris at PixieVacations.com. Either one works. So let us know. Let Ooh. us know if you're ready to travel Disney. Very cool. I found another little story. Uh-oh. And you guys don't know this one. Wow. What is it? The Surprise fact, us, Lisa. The, um, the, uh, oh, I can't, my joke is just sucks. <laughs> I was, I was going for like the fab five and the, whatever the, the sensa sensational, six. sensational six. I was going to make a seven, but I couldn't, I Stellar couldn't. seven. Yeah. I couldn't rhyme with seven. That's how pathetic it was. Wow. So I guess it's not that. What's your it's story? Not. It's not the, the, uh, no. Okay. So I was just reading some stuff and I found some information about where Disney's going. Uh, a lot of you have noticed the solar panels that are over at Disney as you go toward the magic kingdom. Oh, over by Epcot. Right. I think they're on the right side. Is it Epcot? It? Yeah. They're well, I they're... picture them, um, on the way to the contemporary. Mm. Anywhere they're at Disney. Yes, there's a ton of them. There's a giant field of them over by Epcot. And so what they're doing is they're trying to, with those on-site, on-property solar panels, 
they're going to be able to power 40% of its parks with solar energy, which I think is pretty cool. Wow, that's a lot. That is very cool. I've always wondered what the electric bill was for like a day at Disney. With all that air conditioning. And that's a lot of air conditioning. It's a they, lot of air conditioning, especially with doors being opened all the time and all the lights. It just, the yeah. electricity has to be crazy. Yeah. Is that all the parks? All one, two, three, all four parks? Um, it's, or does it say? It said it's parks wow. with solar. Wow. And that and could then, even be water parks, I wonder. And then um, another thing that I saw was that they're trying to have renewable resources for Castaway K, and they're shooting for 70% of the energy needs for Castaway, Castaway Key. Sorry. Either way. Um, no, it's, it's key. K or key. But they're, they're shooting for 70% uh, renewable resources for their power on the island. And this is the uh, Caribbean island. It's a private island that Disney Cruise Line goes to and docks there for a day and you frolic. Hmm. Good stuff. So, they have a lot of solar panels over there by Epcot. I mean, like, it's amazing how many are yeah. over there. Yeah. But they're doing stuff worldwide as well, and the whole solar portfolio generates enough energy to power eight Magic Kingdom parks. Wow. That's yeah, so they're, they're doing quite well. They're doing their share. Which begs the question, why are they only powering 40% of the I, I don't park. know, but it's interesting that um, Castaway Key, I, I can't see it. It doesn't have that big of a need for electricity. You know what I mean? There's not a no. lot. There's like a kitchen and there's no real air conditioning. And it's no. so I could see them easily having enough solar That's there, true. but and putting it somewhere on the island that you don't see it. Did Disney ever buy? I thought I, I I can't remember. It's been so long. Didn't they buy? Did they buy another island when Royal Caribbean bought their island? For and they announced the three ships. I know they were talking about it. I I like you don't remember oh. the outcome. It is a part of an island. Okay. I don't believe they own the whole island. They I actually I know they don't. Okay, so they bought a part of another island because they added more ships to the Disney fleet. So three new ships coming. All right. And then, yeah, cause the, the Island game, Disney was the one who really set the standard on having a private Island. And then Royal Caribbean came out with this ridiculously amazing Island, uh, for their private Island. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's got s swimming pools and what's it wa called? Water parks and Coco Key, right? Perfect day. Perfect at, day at Coco K. At, at Coco K. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty spectacular. So, you know, and then they went, you know, with the uh, bungalows and they, they definitely raised the bar. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if Disney uh, incorporates any of that into their next island with the new cruise ship. Lighthouse Point. Lighthouse Point? Yeah. Okay. 751-acre resort. Hmm. Now, when you say resort, it, it is, I, I don't know whether it is day use only. Huh. I, I believe that they have plans to do additional lodging there, but hmm. I may be wrong on that. It could be interesting. But, huh. We'll see. 
because the uh, pandemic kind of changed a lot of stuff. So we'll see what happens with it. Pandemic changed everything about the dynamic of the travel industry. Yeah. Everything of everything. Yeah. Everything of everything. So I mean, you're, you're, you're looking probably, I would say a minimum of five years before things are back to where they were. And, and frankly, some things will never be back exactly the way they were because so much has changed. Yeah. Not a bad thing. I think, honestly, I think some of the things that that the pandemic has changed needed to change. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I think a lot of, a lo- it's going to take a lot of getting used to to travel again in a world that was so struck by a pandemic. I mean, whenever you think about it, even even this current generation of elementary and middle school students will be remembering the effects of this for their lifetime. Yeah, agreed. I agree, but a lot of it, I don't want to go back to quote normal. Um, exactly. That, that, that's, yeah, that, that's kind of what I meant. So I like some of the rules and procedures that, I mean, mostly the hand sanitizer everywhere and the masks. I like that. I love that there's, um, fewer illness. I mean, we just got, we've been through an entire winter and flu numbers are, are down and well, I haven't heard anything about numbers being ridiculously abundant. So I think it's good news. It makes me feel better. I had to sit in a middle seat on my flight back from Orlando. And it, you know, you, you I, I just kind of wanted to crawl up in a ball. You weren't, weren't a fan of that, were you? No. And why a year ago I would have been fine with it or 18 months ago? Um, I just annoyed at that time, but now I'm nervous. I'm anxious. Well, yeah, you're definitely, it, it, you're definitely more aware of personal space. Now you're aware of, uh, picking up a ketchup bottle at the restaurant and then eating fries with your fingers. I don't know. You're just more aware of like things than you were before. So it's hard to get back. I don't know. It's definitely one of those moments that those kids will remember similar to like, for me, it was the space shuttle exploding or nine 11, you know, you like remember what was happening or that day or what you were doing. So yeah, the pandemic is this whole event where they'll, they'll be telling their kids like, stop licking the handrail. You're going to get COVID dad. What do you mean? What's What's COVID? I can lick the handrail all I want. You know, they, it'll be, that'll be their thing that, that generation will be like, oh my God, why are my kids touching everything or whatever? When I, we, we, we had to wear masks and we couldn't go to school and we were all cooped up and nobody knew what was, what the virus was. And yeah, so I don't know. So hopefully it's, we're, I think we're definitely in the right direction. So people are starting to travel again. Lisa was in Jamaica. It's nice to see those resorts opening again and being able to travel quote unquote internationally. Um, even, and hopefully everything also start opening and cruises will be back and at least hopefully part or most of this will be behind us soon. So we will see at least, at least Disney world, Disneyland seems to be going in the right direction as well. Universal's got Halloween Horror Nights coming up also. So yeah, they won't release the dates. Oh, they're still waiting on the dates. We need a release date and we need event dates. Oh, I can't wait. 
we're going twice. I'm sorry. Maybe three times. So we'll see. And if you haven't heard the, uh, we had another show. Lisa was at, uh, universal last week and did the Velociraptor, Velociraptor coaster. So she has a Velocicoaster. Velocicoaster. <laughs> the Velocicoaster. So. Yeah. Um, so listen to that I, show. Yeah. We talked about that because yeah. I, I recorded from my room. Yeah. Oh yeah. She was there live and I at was. the, uh, dockside in. I or, was or at Surfside. Uh, dockside in. Yeah. My first time there, I've stayed at Surfside as well. And they're, they're great hotels or no frills. Yeah. They're like, actually they have a couple of frills. Yeah. They're universal's entry level hotels that are under a hundred bucks a night. Um, they're over where wet and wild used to be, if you know that area, but they've got really good bus service right across to the parks over at universal studios. And they got all kinds of stuff there. They got Starbucks and some things that you don't have even on uh moderates or deluxe hotels. Well, I actually really liked the uh, food court. Yeah, that's right. It had good stuff and it flowed well. It was, it was perfectly fine. And I ended up with stuffed shells. I did not expect stuffed shells at a food court. It's good. Really? It was good. I got four big stuffed shells, um, little extra sauce on top with a uh, garlic knot. And it was like $9. That's right, Sharpie. You weren't on last time when we recorded. Correct. Oh, yeah. That's so, right. Sharpie, you can listen to that show, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get caught up with you. Get caught up on what's going on. Yeah, so uh, yeah. So Lisa had a good time over at Universal Studios. Lauren's out, this uh, obviously, on this week. But... um. I believe she's back next week. I think, I guess we're all here, hopefully. Yeah, she's uh, going to be gone for a week, but uh, I do believe we're going to have her on podcast. She was trying to get back on today, but she's picking up the girls and bringing them home for the summer, packing them up. All right. Does that wrap up Mouse Chat? I think it does. I think we've gone way over what we should have. <laughs> All right, but so we're going to... Did you have something else, Sharpie? No. Oh, there's some good stuff. Good we got really good stuff in this show. There's some big announcements in this show. Even a few good puns thrown in there. Yes. A few bad ones, too. And now you I, know... Well, that, there are usually more bad ones than good ones, yeah. but, you know, do what it takes. Yeah, take the good with the bad. Exactly. So, we definitely took some of the bad. <laughs> Okay, we're going to wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can send those to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat. <laughs>